Four Squared Podcast. Here we go again. Morning, afternoon, depending on when you're listening, everybody. It is the Friday the 13th of October. God, should we do? Should we be doing this on Friday the 13th? Oh, yeah, it's a spooky season. Is it the spooky season? Yeah. yeah. So Friday the 13th, let's see how we go. Do you know what? We never introduce ourselves. I suppose no one knows who we are. We did it in the beginning, and we're assuming that people are continuing to listen, so they know who we are, but actually... You're assuming people are continuing to listen. <laughs> <laughs> is it sort of one we've got there, right? new listeners coming in who don't know who we are okay so my name's steve and i'm a recruiter is it like sort of recruiters anonymous so so yeah so my name's steve and i'm one of the directors of four squared and i also work as a partner at ballard and it's really confusing because there's loads of businesses and we're all part of one group and there's four squared which is the recruitment business ballard which is the accountancy and corporate finance and digital business and also creative folks which is the brand creative and web but this podcast is about four squared recruitment and uh, i'm joined today by emma as always hello hello steve hi how are you you're being needlessly polite to me and it makes me (laughs) very uncomfortable yeah i'm okay and emma is managing director of four squared recruitment and we've got a special guest today Special is it, is it special sort of inverted commas special? Who knows? <laughs> he is. He is. Find out. He is special for sure. He's special. So hi, Jacob. So Jacob works on the Ballard's brand, but has recently joined uh, the group, the business, and uh, you're going to be talking to us about re- recruitment from the other side of the fence, aren't you, Jay? So do you want to just introduce yeah. yourself? Yes, so I'm Jacob, one of the outbound execs for Ballard's, or Ballard's LLP, but do all sorts within the group, really. Talk about all the businesses, as you've mentioned, Steve, and as you introduced. So, yeah, it's good, it's good to be part of the podcast. Mm. Uh, so you're effectively going out to market, building new relationships and sort of business development. Back to isn't it, really? So, yeah. And also, yeah. as always, in the background, twiddling the knobs, we've got Matthew and Amara, who aren't going to say hello because... Uh, or are they Matthew and Amara? <laughs> They're concentrating. <laughs> They're concentrating. <laughs> there it is. There you go. Hello, Amara. Hello, Matthew. Twiddly knobs and stuff on sound levels and stuff. Yeah, cool. Okay, so do you know what? Surprisingly, I've actually been looking at some stats. I know that that's going to be super shocking because you all know how, I, how I'm never committed reading about stats, but recruitment's good. Recruitment's really, really good. The total jobs, which actually they come out with some really interesting stats. They've put 81% of businesses recruited in Q2 of 2023. That says a bit too much right they've put it in writing so they're going to stand behind it but it's a bit it's a bit 81 percent of businesses emma are you are you seeing much activity not in q2 we didn't i've got to say we're we are seeing a big increase in activity in q3 it, well we saw a big increase in activity in in q3 because we're now in q4 but yeah q2 not so sure but that's a good, that's good to hear. I well, think it's going I, up, it says. It, it go, is we, going up. There's 78% in Q1 and then 81% in Q2, but vacancies are slightly dropping. So I don't know how that works, how vacancies drop, but the number of businesses are recruiting. I'll have to think through how that would actually work. But I think the point they're making is that there's a staff shortage, which nobody is surprised by. Um, I was at a meeting just this morning and you know everyone's talking how busy everyone is, you know, 
tradespeople booked for six months, professional services are bursting at the seams. You know, work's not a problem, it's getting the people, isn't it? You know, it's, um, and I think that's sort of a constant right across all sectors, whatever, you know, whatever you do. Is, is that fair to say, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. It's, all, it's always been, well, certainly for the last 10 years, it, you know, we've had this skill shortage mm. in this country. So it's, there's been a big focus on finding talent and using imaginative ways to do that. So that they just they just chuck me. a massive bag of money at somebody. Is that not what you do anymore? No, it, it would seem not. There's, you know, we've talked about this before on here, but there's a, you know, lots of different ways to attract people, and money now isn't money alone isn't enough. So it doesn't surprise me. You know, I, I can't see the skill shortage ending anytime soon. To be frank, I tell you um, something. Somebody who remain nameless, but we both we both know them. Emma, who works as an Intel recruiter for a significant sized accountancy business, was came around for yesterday evening, and was saying to me that they had just onboarded a manager grade at sixty five k base, and the onboarding had cost them thirty one k. Wow! So basically, what they'd done, they'd had to buy them out of a contract. So in the accountancy world, listeners sometimes you. Uh, are into a contract where it's it's a study agreement, etc., and it's a three-year thing that you leave. Sometimes that the the new employer is responsible or can offer to pay the previous employer for that study fee that they had incurred. Basically, first year cost was ninety six k, excluding on costs, so employment costs as well. So basically, they paid thirty grand to get or the right manager. person from manager. Yeah, or so manager. thirty k. Extraordinary cost to onboard them. So first year, 96K for a manager grade person. Yeah, that's a lot to pay for someone. It is. It's a lot. Because if that's paying somebody out of a training contract, they're only just a manager. Yeah. So that is a yeah. lot of money. That will be inclusive of the agency fee. That was a that was agency fee, and but they'd paid you know, the, the contract you know, um, to buy them out of the contract, et cetera, et cetera. So chucking money at a problem usually works, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I find it quite, yeah, quite crazy because the, obviously the industry I came from, telecom specifically, you had a massive, massive kind of increase in, in demand for people, probably from what, 20, when I was there, 2020, over COVID, during COVID. And that's taken a massive hit nowadays. Well, now speaking mm-hmm. at this point. So there was just a mass influx of individuals unskilled skilled workers going into the telecoms industry and just being pushed through the ranks of course but you had all these recruiters being charged or charging or or employing for high commissions and so on but it's kind of put put the industry backwards if you if you want my honest opinion just simply because you've got very unskilled workers now that are doing quite skilled work and and getting paid loads of money to do it exactly so the quality quality is terrible it's, I think it's pushed the industry back now, and again, it's starting to drop off, and redundancies are being made, and so it's taken it's taken a hit really from what I've seen. So they've over recruited, overpaid, and now they're paying the price. That's it. That's it. Kind of pushing people in into industry and and pushing them ahead and trying to advance the playing field almost in my head. But yeah, it was just it's just an interesting thing to see over my time. Mm. I learned a lot from it. Mm. Well, we run hot on headcount. We always you know have excess headcount across the group and that's a strategy that we run with because well we're growing businesses and so we you know it's easy 
to say that it's not easy in practice to do but we try to run hot on headcount so so we can onboard new business you know pretty and you know in an agile fashion but it's you know it's it's, a, it's an ongoing challenge it helps having obviously four squared in the group obviously having a recruitment business at your fingertips obviously is really handy but doesn't make it doesn't make it you know easy so you know, we've got the digital guys at Ballards and they've been doing some stuff about machine learning this week on, on AI. And so, you know, I've been sort of going down the rabbit hole of that. And I was looking at some stats. I know that would shock you that I look at stats, but I saw from a recruitment point of view, two in five businesses, and for all of you mathematicians, that's 40% of businesses reporting to use AI in the recruitment process now. And 11% were using it to screen candidates, 12% were using it for schedule interviews 11% were using for to create job adverts and 10% were using for create job questions but the one that interested me they're creating job adverts do you see much of that sort of stuff for squared Emma? do yeah no we most of our consultants do use ai now have they been using it to screen candidates no where they do use it is job adverts, it's job specs. You know, we often work with a client to create a job spec from scratch. We normally would use AI. The client will have a go at the job spec and then we are likely to then run it through ChatGPT and, you know, train that thread to get it to add relevant things about the business and just enhance what the client has done. Some clients don't, you know, literally do not know where to start. So our consultants will work with them directly and then, you know, some of them do then use AI to kind of enhance things. So it's a really useful tool. It's a time saving tool for us because the less time they're spending, you know, agonizing over how to make a job advert sound amazing, the more time they're spending, you know, directly sourcing candidates, headhunting and, you know, accessing hard to find talent. So our primary reason for using it is kind of time saving. And actually, you know, when you do train it properly, you do get a good quality. Mm. You can get good quality documentation out of it. I think there's a great balance between using AI and not using AI, of course, within any business. I think in my head, what I see is you can't be too codependent on it because you've obviously got to have well-skilled individuals. On the other hand, it's a great tool and I've certainly used it personally for myself as well for many different things what do you uh, use it for jacob i do a few things that are out of work a few a few friends of mine we've set up a few drop shipping businesses or a few stores shall i say so we run products through that store and a lot of the social media the social side to that is a lot of content a lot of posting call to actions of course all of that. And so I basically use, tailor it, ta- as you said, tailor the, the thread, help it learn what I'm trying to do by telling it a bit more product, the benefit to the product, or for example, just teaching it how to kind of create a social post by doing one yeah. myself once. And then once yeah. I've got that, I just rinse and repeat. And that, it just helps kind of get as much content out. So we were doing uh, manually, we were doing about two posts a week. We can now stretch to four posts a day for six days okay so yeah i mean for us productivity and it runs in the background for me so scheduled yeah. it on a sunday evening for the whole week and and i just have to let it go and, and leave it to tick around but yeah. it's interesting you know we've talked emma haven't we about ai and about you know if you don't need to use it don't use it you know it's it just because it's cool and it's fun and it's a sort of awesome thing to use 
if there's no actual practical utility for it, it's not, or if it's not solving a problem, you know, don't use it. You know, there are some astonishing sort of uses for it. You know, you showed me something recently, Jay, didn't you, on the sort of cold outreach telesales AI. Do you want to just sort of tell us a bit about how that played out? Yeah, of course. I was just scrolling randomly through LinkedIn, and I I came across it was a it was an AI teaching kind of account, LinkedIn account. This cold caller, this AI assistant kind of contacted this prospect whatever the name the name of the business was whatever industry they were in had introduced herself explained a little bit more about the business and what they do obviously explained that she was an AI assistant throughout that whole process really really concise really to the point not too direct of course very very well balanced almost very confident pitch basically if you can imagine it that way and had managed to book the client for a meeting scheduled with her manager invited comments of course it was insane it was effectively an audio recording of a cold call from a, a tech platform to a prospect now you know was it just a cute sort of marketing forgery you know to get you know attention to it yet yeah, possibly yes it sounded very very authentic but you know even if this one was a demonstration you know rather than fully authentic the point was made that this technology was out there and it was a full ai cold call from scratch calling a prospect in real time and in the first minute they introduced themselves and said listen you know i am ai it was brilliant Mm -hmm. but if there's any downtime or lag on the call that's just there wasn't it was awesome she was yeah alex the um, ai was called she was super engaged yeah Yeah, she was absolutely awesome at her job (laughs) And she closed the guy off and booked him in. And the guy talked to this AI person who sounded, you know, 85% real, uh, you know, just like it was a normal person. But that isn't, that's not worrying. That's okay. We've been here before. We've been here with technology a million times before, you know, people freaking out. You know, you had fingers in the old days and the abacus came out. You know, that doesn't mean mathematicians were put out of business. You know, they just stopped counting on their fingers and started using abacuses. And then the cal- guess what? The calculator came out. It doesn't mean that mathematicians, you know, died out. Or, okay, silly example. But, you know, the point is there. So I know something Jay always says to me, you know, is that AI will not take people's jobs. People yeah. who use AI yeah. will take people's jobs. Yeah. You know, so Jay, you know, you're part of our outbound team. So you build new relationships. You know, your main tool is the phone. I know you use that a lot, reach out to people, you know, will that change over years? And will you have a team of, you know, AI assistants that work underneath you and you will just be looking at that data and, and looking at the results off that and possibly going out on a second outreach? Probably yes. So, you know, that, jo- yeah. that job, you know, will change with AI, but that's fine. You know, it's just the people that say, well, I'm not going to use that. They're the people that are going to we'll get behind yeah. or get left behind. But we've been here a million times. Admittedly, you know, this is a big leap, this one. You know, the you know, AGI, yeah. the artificial general intelligence, you know, is astonishing piece with endless utility. But, you know, great. Embrace it. You know, let's just get on board yeah. with it, you know. So but those who haven't seen that, YouTube it, Google it, LinkedIn it, whatever, but the AI cold call definitely worth a listen if you want. So Jay, you've been through the recruitment process relatively recently. Mm, you know, yeah. how was it for you? Yeah, it was well, I could give you a little story if you like and make it quite engaging if you like. Grace, who reached out to me, she's part of the Foursquare team, isn't she, Emma? I believe she is. She's one of yeah, the so... marketing consultants. That's it. Big shout out, Grace. Getting late checks. 
Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Funny story, actually. So she reached out to me on a Friday afternoon, explained a little bit about the job, and I, I did spring up in my chair slightly because I was in previously in telecoms, hadn't really exercised any other industry, simply because I was comfortable and I thought, I thought there's probably not, not much other places I could go, if that makes sense. So Grace was really helpful on the phone. So we spoke the Monday, the following Monday, and we had a really good conversation about Ballard's, about the business, about Foursquare, just about the, the whole group itself. And where you were based was perfect for me as well, or is perfect for me, shall I say. So that's a, a really, really big point. But yeah, so we'd had a conversation, really good conversation, she told me about the business, as I, as I mentioned, asked me a little bit about mine. It was quite yeah, appreciated my position. And then I think it was the Tuesday or the Wednesday, the following day, I got on a call with Steve, Grace and Laura. So Jake's part of my team, isn't it? So this was mm, yeah. the role that I was recruiting into my team, wasn't it, Jake? Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, you've got to say, so basically, you've got to say nice things, right? Probably, yes. Was it Laura or Lauren? Lauren, that's it. Lauren. Oh, that's terrible, isn't it? She made an impact. Good impact. Real impact. Yeah. So it. Lauren Lauren is part of the internal recruitment team within the group. Big shout out to Lauren. That's it. Lauren, Laura. I nearly had the name. But yeah, so me and Steve, obviously, I'm slightly better of a salesperson than you, Steve, I'll be honest. But <laughs> I'm going to be frank here. You put Steve through his paces, didn't you? That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I was actually interviewing Steve, not the other way around. But <laughs> yeah. It was a really good conversation. I think one thing that kind of struck out at me was the environment, the the, the vibe, the aura, if that makes sense. Yep. And that's why I probably was, was hooked at that moment. But Grace kept in contact with me throughout the whole process, checked that I was, I was okay. Funny story, I think I would say I, I did also get you another referral in that incident, which is always handy. So, on our, so we had a Teams call session. Jay, Jay said to me, do you know what? This is a very strange sales or sales tactic that Jay had to selling himself. He told me, do you know what? I know someone who'd be even better than me for this job. And he, this was in his interview. He goes, there's this guy called Sam who I know. Yeah, he'd be brilliant for this job. We met with Sam the next day and we ended up hiring both of you guys, didn't we? So it was actually a beautiful stroke. It was, it was a really uh, strategy, Jay, because we were only looking for one. Uh, so yeah <laughs> you're so good with hide and both but yeah it, it, there you go it provided value interesting that you say that jay about you know what it was it was the vibe it was the feeling i, I sort of bought into that because we talk about that emma that a lot of businesses yeah. do the same thing as their competitors you know yeah. we recruit we find people jobs you know that's what we do at four squared you know but it's about what it feels like and about demonstrating during that recruitment process who we are as a business. Everyone knows what we do and how we do it. Yeah. It's about what it feels like to be part of that team and what we're looking to achieve and what the goals and what the purpose and the mission. And it's that's super interesting that you say that, Jay, that that was the thing that stood out to you. So that's really, really interesting. And, and I think that it's the, you've got to do that from the start, you know, from the, as an employer, the minute you engage so whether it's via your recruitment agent that you use, whether it's via your internal recruitment team, your HR, your, you own the business yourself, you, you do your recruitment direct, whoever it is, the minute that you connect with a potential em employee, you know, you need to be giving them that vibe from the get-go. 
would you say you were actively looking or were you kind of, you know, well, you were approached, so passively kind of keeping an eye on the market, it sounds like. Yeah, it was, I was very passive at that moment. I was kind of in a limbo stage with my job. I didn't know whether I wanted to continue doing it. I was looking and applying, but not not really taking any more action than that. I think, yeah, like I said, the, the thing that kind of tipped me over was Allard as a whole. I mean, the business itself, personally interested in, something that I, I love talking about and, and learning about. But I, as I said, I think environment is key for individual young individuals in this era in this in this time all now individuals all individuals wow that's yeah exactly exactly that and as soon as i had the conversation with grace and you steve and lauren well, <laughs> yeah <laughs> i found a, a genuine a genuine mm. vibe yeah we were your tribe you know it is kind of as simple as that tribe Love this. Yeah, your vibe is your tribe. <laughs> what? How do you yeah. know about this? Why did I not invent this? You can take credit for it. But Who have you heard a... using this term? Where did it come from and why have I not heard it before? I've been using it for a while and I've, I've talked to my team about it before and that's how I recruit my team. You know, they've got to get on on our journey and that they've got to get on our vibe. It's interesting because we... We did interview somebody recently who ticked all the boxes technically, could definitely do the job, but was not, did not get our vibe. You know, they were, you know, very old fashioned, different tribe, different tribe. And we really needed that person's technical ability, but we had to make that difficult decision. So what you're saying is that... You would rather not have that resource than have someone who doesn't share the same values? Values. Or, or is it values or is it working in a different way? Which one is it? Or is it all of them? I think it's difficult to explain. It's just that connection. It's that vibe. It's that... Because it isn't all, you know, it, it isn't always about recruiting people, you know, who fit your culture. Because actually that's quite narrow. It's about culture ad, isn't it? Recruiting people that are going to add to that. What? Where have I been? Where, where have you been? Of it. What have you been doing this week? Why was I not there? Add in the tribe. Yeah, but that is that is what it's about. Culture add, not yeah. culture fit. Quickly Google culture add. Oh, yes, culture <laughs> add. <laughs> we need to talk. Fine. Okay. Cool. So, what have we learned? So, Emma hires people based on fit and culture and yeah. and value and would take the hit on that jake what you're saying is a real standout thing in the recruitment process is what that business is about uh, what it stands yeah. for and what what it feels like to be part of that business what else have we learned today ai ai yeah. it's going to take all of our jobs apparently right don't be it don't, don't be it. it yeah use it embrace it well i met somebody yesterday so four squared were at the herefordshire and worcestershire chamber of commerce expo event shout out chamber you know it was packed the stands were sold out it was a great day lovely to see you know people we've done business with and friends and things so it was a really good day but i got chatting to one of the exhibitors and she hadn't heard of chat gpt she started asking. she worked for charity she started asking my advice on how to write a job spec. And I just said, look, have you tried this? And she'd never heard of it. What? 
what, what cave was she living in? Yeah. And, you know, I myself am not, you know, as you know, technology is definitely not one of my you, you did help using your phone, <laughs> oh dear. I'm not great. I try, but I'm really not great. So I explained it to her and she was just amazed. She just couldn't get her head around it. So I said to her, go go away and have a look at it. You will be blown away. So I'm, I'm going to message her later to see how she got on. <laughs> But I couldn't believe that there was anyone left on the planet that hadn't come across it. So, yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. So, listeners, if you are looking for a job, if you are looking to recruit a person, which apparently 81% of businesses in Q2, according to Total Jobs, were doing, get in contact with us at 4Squared, and the web address is 4-squared.com. We're getting a new website, new trendy, cool website in a week or so, Emma. Hopefully that'll be like next episode and we can talk about websites but in all seriousness even if you just want to have a chat about you know how to get your cv done what the market looks like how much you should be paying someone or how much you should be paid then give us a call emma help me out what's the phone number 01905 783352 go give us a call on that even if you want to have a call about ai we are open to speak absolutely happy to show you Awesome. Great, Emma. Lovely to see you and talk to you as always. Jake, thanks a lot for your contribution. Really good to get, uh, you know, an outside insight on, on stuff. Outside insight? Yeah, to get outside insight on stuff. <laughs> Matthew Amara, twiddling knobs in the background. Thanks to you guys as always. Thanks for listening and I will catch you on the next one. Thank you. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. Bye.